This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You're live with the App Show. Thanks for tuning in. This is a show dedicated to telling you about the world of apps, all the cool apps out there for your smartphone, tablets, and even smart TVs, things like Apple TVs, Android TVs. Uh, we're going to be talking about all of that uh, stuff today. On today's program, uh, pretty interesting. Of course, we're going to have our Hot 5. This week, it's our Hot 5 relaxation apps. If you're stressed out, For the holiday season, you got to listen to that segment. Also, we'll be talking about some of the cool Netflix and Amazon shows coming out on the the streaming channels. Uh, What a great time during the holidays here to uh, sit back, relax, and uh, watch some of those. We'll also be talking uh, about a new app to help uh, prevent sexual assault called Nightlight. Uh, Fantastic little app uh, and a very interesting story behind that uh, as well. And... uh, Right now, I want to talk about a new technology uh, called Voice Over LTE. Probably don't know this, but uh, you know, if you've got a smartphone and uh, are on uh, the carriers, the Teluses, the Rogers, the Bells, what have you, uh, the uh, the standard is LTE. And uh, you know, probably up until recently, you haven't been really getting the full voice quality and the ability to actually. Uh, talk and surf uh, the web at the same time at uh, you know a great speed. Well, we've got Rose Bahar on the line from Mobile Syrup to explain in better English than I just did what V-O-L-T-E or Volt stands for and uh, why you should care. Thanks for joining us, uh, Rose. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Uh, I wanted to bring you on because, number one, you're much smarter than I am, and I've been hearing uh, more and more about uh, Volt uh, or V-O-L-T-E. LTE, and I wanted uh, you to come on because uh, you've written a great article on Mobile Syrup about it to explain to listeners what Volt is and why they should care. Absolutely. So it sounds a bit confusing or it's not something a lot of people know about, but basically all that Volt means is that it's voice over LTE. So it's your voice calls being transmitted through the LTE network rather than the older 3G HSPA network. And that means a couple of things. It means um, better quality voice calling, faster pickups. It also means that while you're on a call, you can use LTE speed data rather than uh, your slow, like the slower 3G data that you'd have to use when you were bumped down to 3G uh, to make a call previously. So eventually, everything will be Volt. You'll, you'll be making all your calls over Volt. But right now, the Canadian carriers are sort of shifting over to Volt. And uh, so people are getting it now gradually, bit by bit. I always thought my voice was going over LTE. So LTE is the, um, uh, the transmission standard, uh, which pretty well most of the phones are using now. I always thought my voice was using that. Uh, is it not? It's not. So, I mean, now it may be as a lot of the carriers are starting to roll that out. But right now, uh, you know, and, and for years it was common since uh, LTE started rolling out that it would actually be bumping down to 3G. And, of course, your data during that time would be bumping down to 3G as well. So it's interesting. Not a lot of people think about that. But when we eventually make it to 5G, we'll eventually have voice over 5G so, you know, who knows what we're going to call that, VO5G, I guess. But um, it's every generation we're, we're bumping up to a better quality of calling, which is not something you think about now that we're very data-focused. That's interesting. Uh, it makes a lot of sense because um, uh, in the past when I've been doing calls, uh, you know, I've put myself on speakerphone because I wanted to still access 
the web, uh, you know, for my call, and it didn't work very well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a it's a, a great um, benefit when you're on Volte in that way. Uh, the one thing that you'll have to sort of to get the full benefits of Volt, uh, you want to have you know both you and the person you're talking to using Volt. And there's also only a certain amount of compatible phones. And, uh, of course, the, the carriers as well. Some of them are compatible and some of them aren't. So I think you'll be able to see the full benefit of Volt more in the future. Um, but as it is, it's, you're just, we're just starting to see the benefit. How do I know if my phone is compatible? Well, actually, it sort of depends uh, carrier by carrier. So you're going to want to, you know, if you were with TELUS, you might want to look up, uh, you know, their Volt FAQ and see what they say in terms of the phones that are are, are Volt compatible that they have. Um, And, you know, usually when they are uh, Volt compatible, like they will send out updates to to update. And most new phones in the future will be Volt compatible. So we're we're starting to get there, but right now all the carriers have lists of which phones are uh, Volt compatible with their network. Talking to Rose Bahar from Mobile Syrup, fantastic website uh, for all your mobile news uh, needs. Thanks for joining us, Rose. Thanks very much. Let's talk about translation now. Some exciting uh, technologies uh, are coming out from uh, Microsoft and Google that kind of work almost like a a universal translator that you've seen in Star Trek. Graham, why don't you uh, take it away here? And on the line, we've got Alex Radu from itbusiness.ca. Alex, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. So uh, we're talking about translation today, and as a huge Star Trek fan, I've always been a big fan of the universal translator. We actually just saw it rolled out in the latest episode of Discovery, which was kind of cool. So uh, Microsoft has some news about translation this week. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Yeah, so Microsoft has updated their Microsoft Translation Service. So it uses their kind of machine learning, artificial intelligence, uh, or even deep learning, uh, just neural technology so that it can really put together uh, and understand on itself and learn new languages to make translation easier. So, so they've now updated it to uh, 21 supported languages, uh, which so they've added a, a couple, you know, fancier, not as popular languages, like uh, Romanian, Norwegian, Dutch, uh, like those such. Um, and that's kind of the big new update. I think there are a lot of Dutch people out there saying that my language is popular. Um, so, so where are they getting the information from? Because neural nets need information to, uh, to, to come into them to help them build these language profiles. So where, where are they getting this? Is this coming from their software? Where, where's it coming from? So it is coming from their software. And what's interesting is with this update, they've introduced hybrid translations. So, for instance, if you were going to translate something through Microsoft from Spanish to Swedish, it would first translate it from Spanish to English and then from English to Swedish. Just for, uh, You wouldn't obviously hear the English part of that translation. So what happens is if, let's say, you're speaking in an unsupported language, but the other language that you're trying to translate it into is supported, it can kind of learn and guess based off of that one supported language how how to translate it. And then it can keep learning from there. Well, that's kind of interesting. Now, so if we're looking at translation, how can it take this information in? Can it, can it hear people? Are you typing to it? How is the, the translation process handled? Uh, you would be typing, th- typing through it. And so now they've, they announced something very similar with Skype a little while back, uh, where you would be able to sort of speak in real time. Has that, has that rolled out yet? 
So it is the same service, basically. Uh, it's Microsoft Translate, but the Skype translation service also uses the exact same technology. That's really cool stuff. Now, we all, we're also talking a little bit earlier about uh, Google Pixel Buds. Now, uh, this is kind of part of the Google Translate service as well. So you were, you were mentioning Google Translate basically is uh, Google Assistant is running the backbone of Pixel Buds. What's that like? So it's really, if you've ever used Google Translate, it's really just a voice version of it. You just uh, open the Google Translate app on your phone, which uses Google Assistant. You switch whatever language that someone's going to be speaking and then the language that you want it to be translated into. Uh, and then you kind of just uh, speak that language and Google Assistant just translates it for you right there and you can hear that audibly. So what Google, uh, the Pixel Buds do, is that it would then put that voice just directly into your ear so that instead of you both of you hearing what that translation is, you could instead just get it in your ears so you can have more of a seamless conversation that way. So this is very much more like the universal translator. Basically, you get these things out of the box, you stick them in your ears, and these other people can speak to you and you can hear them in their language. It's kind of a, kind yeah. of, kind of a cool feature. Is this only for the, uh, the Google Pixel phone or are the phones available? So currently with the Pixel Buds, it's just supporting the Pixels right now, either the Pixel or the Pixel 2. But Google has said that they do plan on bringing that to to the Pixel Buds to really just any Android phone in the future. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, right now, it, the thing is, it's what's, what's really cool about it is you really don't need the Pixel Buds because you could just do it on your phone. And, and have you used this service? What's it like? Uh, it's pretty good. Um, I, when I've, just, I've kind of just gone around our office here, tried, you know, French, Italian, a few other languages. And it actually does, it's not exactly one-to-one, but it's one to pretty close. <laughs> a little while back, Google acquired a, a company called WordLens, and they actually integrated that into Translate as well. And that's one of my favorite features of the Translate app. I haven't used the voice Translate, but um, have you used this basically where you point your camera at a sign and it translates the sign in real time? I haven't, no, but it, it kind of does uh, remind me of some of these new smartphone features. Like I know Bixby does it with Bixby Vision for the Samsung phones, and Google has it as well, where like you would be able to kind of just like take a picture of something and then Google search it automatically. So that, that kind of what that reminds me of is like you can kind of still figure it out that way. That's a, that's a pretty handy feature. So um, and Google Translate is available for both Android and iOS. And obviously you can download that uh, from your, your respective app store. So, uh, so we've got Microsoft Translate and Google Translate. Between the two, who do you think is going to come in as the heavy hitter for translation for 2018? Uh, I mean, just right off the, from the, I guess, the technology standpoint, I do like what I see from Microsoft. It seems that they've kind of taken it a step further, but they aren't supporting as many languages right now. Any language that you see in Google, uh, tra- in Google Translate is pretty much, I think it's uh, 50 to 100 languages or something like that, uh, while there is only 21 on Microsoft. And due to the fact that Google, the Google Assistant Translate is on your phone and on so many devices, that just seems a little more accessible. So it might seem that Google might just be ahead of the pack and just getting it out there. Oh, that's fantastic. So Alex, uh, if people want to see more for you, of you, that's over on itbusiness.ca. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay, Alex Radu from itbusiness.ca. Thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thank you so much. When we come back from the break, we'll be uh, talking about the new Night Light app to help prevent sexual assault. And uh, also our Hot 5 this week is Hot 5 Relaxation Apps. Stay tuned. You're listening to The App Show. Back after this. And you're back with Graham and Mike and Christina. On the line, I have uh, Carrie Sampson. And Carrie is the staff emergency physician and the medical director of sexual assault and partner abuse care program at the Ottawa Hospital. Carrie, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So you have come up with a new app called Nightlight. What is Nightlight? Nightlight. 
So it is a way for festival events and organizers as well as attendees to take security and safety back into their own hands. Um, everybody has their phone on them all the time anyways, and so this was a way to try to get people to get the help they needed to prevent sexual assault in a big group or big crowd type of event. And so when we're talking about festivals, we're talking about sort of these big music festivals like uh, like Shambhala and, and the like uh, all across the country. Is that correct? You bet. Yeah. So these are the places where, you know, there's a dark little corner, or there's a crowd of 40,000 people and something's happening in the middle of that crowd and that person can't get out to get help or they can't notify the security or the volunteers that are there because they're around the outside of the crowd. They're not mixed in with with all the people who are enjoying the music or doing whatever that needs to happen. And so this is a way to help people get the help they needed and uh, be identified in a more quick manner such that they can get out of the problem where they come from. This sounds like a, like a great tool for anyone that's going to, to a festival to have. What, what inspired you to create Nightlight? Um, so it came from a couple of different places. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm the medical director for the Sexual Assault and Domestic Violence Program here in Ottawa. And we did research a few years ago that identified that we got over 25% of our patient volume for the year from you know, holiday and party hotspots like New Year's and Halloween and Canada Day and University Frost Week, as long as, as well as a big, long peak over the summer music festival season. And so that was a lot of people that we are seeing uh, coming in and having their lives affected by this type of thing, as well as there was a woman from a music festival uh, uh, last year who had been sick of drug and wanted to get help and was stumbling around, and people just assumed that she was a drunk festival-goer, so just kind of ignored her. And so those two things really inspired me to think, like, there's got to be a better way for people to notify that they're in trouble and be able to get the help they needed. So, so the app has, uh, has a number of features here. It sounds like you're able to reach out to get help. What else does the app do? Is it, there's, like, when you're at a festival, how would you use this? So it's usually embedded within the festival's app itself, so you don't necessarily have to have 27,000 apps on your phone unless you really want to. Um, You upload a selfie to start with so that people know what you look like, and then there's two main modes of it. So one of them is come find me mode, so you can have that like an SMS messaging between yourself and your friends. You get separated in that crowd of 40,000 people and you need to find the person. And usually in these big open field type things, there's not a lot of landmarks. It's really hard to try to find things. So this actually sends out a map-like function so you can trace through the map and find each other. Um, And then the second level is the beacon for help. So you hit that beacon for help, and it notifies the security in or volunteers or however the event wants to set this up such that there is a person that's in distress that needs your help, and it pops up with a picture of the person. So it's a far more efficient and targeted search and deploy type of mechanism because you know what they look like. You know you're looking for the person with the red hair and the glasses as opposed to, you know, a needle in a haystack of everybody that's there and supposedly enjoying the festival. Well, that's fantastic. Now, is, is the app uh, currently out or when is it launching? It's in the process of being developed right now. We're, we have a partnership um, with the, uh, a couple of college uh, programs here at Algonquin College, the Applied Research and Innovation College. Uh, program that just went back to school two days ago uh, from the strike that was going on uh, here in Ontario. So um, we're working on getting that moving again now that everybody's kind of back up to speed and being able to uh, to work on the project again. That's fantastic. So have you had any interest from festivals yet? Has anyone contacted you? Yeah, 
I've had a couple of people that have been contacting me and being interested in doing stuff, some internationally and actually some within Canada as well. So we're hoping to work with them to be able to deploy this as well as some of the kind of pre-planning consultancy type of thing just to kind of have this in their mind in when they're making their festival design ahead of time. Oh, that's fantastic. So that is Nightlight, an app for people to uh, get help and connect with others uh, who do need help at festivals. That's uh, Dr. Carrie Samsel uh, from the Ottawa Hospital. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. And now it's time to do a little bit of learning about our iOS devices. This week, Mike is going to do our iPhone tip of the week. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. This week, it's about getting rid of the red notification dot. There's so many apps out there that are great when you need them, but a constant eyesore when you don't. There are apps that constantly pop up with useless notifications and reminders. That little red dot with a constantly growing number can really be annoying for a lot of us, so here's how to get rid of it. First, tap settings, then notifications. Find the app in the list that you're looking for and tap on the name. You'll have a number of settings you can play with here. You can turn notifications off completely if you want to use the app on your terms, or you can limit how it notifies you by turning off sounds, lock screen notifications, and banners. My favorite change is the badge app icon setting. Toggle that off and those horrible red dots go away. You can use your phone in peace again. So that's this week's iPhone tip of the week, getting rid of the red notification dot. How did you do, Graham? I think you did a great job, Mike. When we come back from the break, the Hot Five. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. We still have a lot more to talk about on today's program, including uh, crazy and travel apps uh, and also what's streaming this week. Some really cool stuff coming out on Netflix and Amazon, so stay tuned for that. Right now, though, we want to look at some of the, uh, the cool apps in our Hot 5 segment. The Weekly App Hot 5. What do we got this week? We have the Hot 5 relaxation apps. Hot five relaxation apps. I, I tell you, I could have used these this week. <laughs> I know. You know what? It's getting to that time of year with uh, the holidays coming up when people are starting to get a little bit stressed. Yes, I would count myself as one of them. So let's start at number five. What do we have? Number five is Pacifica. It is available on iOS and Android, and it's completely free. This one tracks your mood and provides relaxation techniques with guided meditation, deep breathing exercises, and progressive muscle relaxation. That's kind of cool. Right? Yes. And uh, available on what? iOS and Android. Perfect. Talking about the Hot 5 relaxation apps this week here on the App Show. Number four. Number four is Happify. It's available. Happify? Yes. I I don't know how to say that in a more eloquent way. I like it. Happify? I like it. (laughs) It's available on iOS and Android. Again, free. This one has you complete little tasks and games to make you a little happier. So it'll actually go through a survey once you sign or once you start up the app to find out how happy you are to begin with. Talking about the Hot 5 relaxation apps here on the App Show number three. Calm. This one, again, available on both platforms for free. This one helps you fall asleep a little easier with soothing nature sounds. And it also has some guided meditation in there. Very cool. Talking about the Hot 5 relaxation apps, uh, number two. Number two is Pause, again, available on both platforms. You're going to have to shell out a little for this one. It's a whopping $2.79. This one is actually a little bit of fun. I actually tried it today. I paid 
I downloaded it. I had fun with it. It's a gamified lava lamp that subtly relaxes your your mind. It basically is uh, just a bubble in a lava screen and you just move the bubble around slowly with your finger. Is it worth the three bucks? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of satisfying actually. <laughs> I dare you not to be relaxed after you do this. I'm going to check it out. Uh, and the number one relaxation app this week on our Hot 5 is Headspace. Again, available on both platforms. It's free, but after you complete the initial course, it will cost you $13 a month for the subscription. This one is Guided Meditation. This is one of the most popular meditation apps out there. It is a 10-session, 10 10 sessions of 10 minutes that will walk you through the basics of meditation and mindfulness. And sorry, you have to pay for this? Uh, eventually. You, you'll do the initial 10 classes for free. And oh. then after that, there's a subscription fee. How much? $13 a month. 13 bucks a month? True story. Is that a lot of money? I don't think so, because if you were to take meditation courses elsewhere, I'm pretty sure they would cost you a whole lot more than this. Has it got good reviews? It is. Like I said, it is the most popular meditation app out there. Well, let's uh, throw some love over to our Android friends right now with... Uh, Android tip. tip of the week. Make the most of your Android smartphone. What do you got, Christina? I have a tip this week that will help you protect some of your sensitive photos. Go on. Yes. So you know how sometimes you want to show someone a photo and you hand them your phone, but then they start scrolling through your other photos? Yes. I call that everyone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you don't want all of those photos to be on display. So when you hand someone your phone, you generally just want them to look at the one or two pictures that you've designated but you can't control it. Now there's an app to help you secure those uh, precious photos. It's called Secure Photo Viewer. So this is a free app from Google Play. And once you download it, uh, you have to make sure, of course, that you have some sort of locking mechanism on your phone, like a fingerprint or a passcode. So once uh, it's on your phone, the next time you want to show someone a picture or multiple pictures, open the photos app, select those images, then hit your share button and tap on secure photo viewer from the list of options. Then you hit the physical lock button on your phone and then you can just ha hand over your phone and only the images that you've designated <laughs> will be accessible. Once they run through them, they will have to unlock the phone to get at more. Then you look like a jerk because you don't want to share your photos. I don't think you look like a jerk. I think you look like a smart person who doesn't want all of their photos on display. The name of this, again, it's just for Android, right? Just for Android. Secure Photo Viewer. When we come back from the break, a lot more to talk about when it comes to apps. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Still lots more to talk about, including the Travel App of the Week and, of course, what's streaming on Netflix and Amazon. But first, we have our streaming app of the week. This week, it's the official NHL app. And as hockey season continues on into the winter, there's that one app that puts you in touch with more of the NHL, and that's the official NHL app. It's a great source of information on the everyday happenings in the league. And with the Rogers Centre Ice subscription, you also get access to national and out-of-market NHL games featuring 31 teams. 
It also puts you in touch with a huge library of instant replay and archival footage, so you can enjoy those key moments even after the fact. The app itself is free to download, but most of the premium features will require a subscription. It's available available for iOS, Android, and Apple TV. But uh, now we get to see what else is uh, happening out there in the streaming world. Streaming this week. Lots of shows to talk about this week. What are we uh, starting with uh, on uh, Netflix? The best of me. You don't know how to flirt, do you? Guess not. Well, what are you going to do about it? One day we're going to look back. What is he going to do about it? This is a, uh, a movie from uh, the author Nicholas Sparks that I think every woman loves. Uh, is this a book you've re- read? I have not read this book. I actually haven't read any of his books, but I have really enjoyed The Notebook more times than I can count. In Too many times? Yes, too many times. Too many times. Who can get enough of Ryan Gosling? Come on now. Exactly. What do we have also on Netflix? Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Now, whatever you do, don't push this button. Because that will set off the bomb immediately and we'll all be dead. Now repeat back what I just said. No! No, that's the button that will kill everyone. Try again. I'm Groot. Mm-hmm. I'm Groot. Uh-huh. I'm Groot. No! <laughs> Bradley Cooper and uh, in an unrecognizable voice, Vin Diesel. Okay, I, I have to say I love Baby Groot. He's... He is so cute. So this is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's a lot of fun. Even if you're not into the whole Marvel or superhero universe, it's fun because if you love music, they have done a fantastic job. It's every wondrous 70s tune you can ever think of that's been integrated into this movie, and it is fantastic. Chris Pratt is in this uh, movie, and he is hilarious. Uh, I, I can't say enough good things about it. Have you seen it? I have not. Oh I've my... seen the first one. Next up on Netflix, what do we have? Born in China. This is inevitable. Born in China. Well, I'm going to go back to Born in China instead of the next one here. Disney Nature proudly invites you to its most ambitious film yet. A groundbreaking journey inside the breathtaking wilds of China. This film, I think, is groundbreaking in the sense that it really gives the audience a view into China that we don't see. You have to look at the trailer of this uh, this documentary uh, done by Disney. It is amazing. China it's looks beautiful. Stunning. It looks they, like Canada. Yes, it is stunning, and the wildlife. My goodness. Next up on Netflix, what are we looking at? The Crown season two. Figure to many of you. But now at least, for a few minutes, I welcome you into the peace of my own home. The world is changing. You're going to the 60s. And no one's prepared for what's about to happen. Margaret's so interesting. She wants to change the monarchy. She believes that she'd be modernizing all the time. The 60s represented a new period for Britain, and not just the war family. Britain has changed beyond recognition. And yet the monarchy continues its pre-war routines as though nothing has happened. This is a brilliant uh, series. If you are into uh, British movies and TV shows, and especially about the royalty, uh, you know, this is uh, a must-watch. What do we else uh, got going here on Amazon now? The Grand Tour Season 2. 
Do you realize that could result in your death? Well, you know, there's not much talking in this <laughs> show. It's the Grand Tour. Uh, this uh, is with Jeremy Clarkson, uh, Richard Hammond, and James May. A uh, very popular show for car enthusiasts. They do all sorts of crazy stuff in all sorts of uh, wonderful and exotic uh, cars. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you love cars, if you love uh, Jeremy Clarkson uh, as the host, uh, fantastic uh, series to check out uh, as well. What else do we have going on Amazon? We have Nightcrawler. Oh, get a shot inside the car! Hey, back away. I got it. I'm back. I'm back. Will this be on television? Morning news. If it bleeds, it leads. Are you currently hiring? This is, uh, this is kind of a freaky movie. Jake Gyllenhaal, he uh, plays a crime scene uh, photographer uh, that gets... In Too Deep. Kind of creepy. Very creepy. Interesting. I haven't seen this one. And finally on uh, Amazon, what do we Rose got going? Rosewater. Okay. Tensions are rising in Iran. The election has ended in controversy. What are you doing? Fighting back! You're going to get killed! Come on! You have a real weapon and you choose not to use it. This is a uh, fantastic uh, documentary uh, done by... John Stewart of The Daily Show. He actually uh, wrote and directed this. It's about uh, a journalist that goes back to Iran, Canadian, uh, actually, uh, and uh, tries to do some uh, reporting on what's happening over there and doesn't end well. It does not end well, uh, but this movie looks fantastic. So uh, I hadn't heard about it until we started talking about this segment, but everyone should uh, check this out this weekend if you have time. Yeah, and again, this is on Amazon Prime, and a lot of folks uh, don't know this, but uh, many people uh, subscribe to Amazon Prime. It gets uh, you know free two-day delivery for all their stuff, and who doesn't love that? Uh, but part of that subscription, uh, you also get access to Amazon Prime Music and Amazon Prime Video. It's kind of like Netflix that you were probably already paying for, and you don't even know it. <laughs> Uh, so you can download the uh, Amazon uh, apps to actually watch uh, these shows, uh, whether that's on your smartphone, tablet, uh, or uh, your smart TV as well. So they've got a lot of uh, great uh, TV shows, movies, and a lot of original content that uh, they are creating themselves uh, as well. When we come back, a little more time, a little time for the travel app of the week with Christina. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show. Still a little bit of time for a travel app. What we got, Christina? We have Lounge Buddy this week. A lounge. I guess you're talking about airport lounges? That's right, because layovers hurt. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, so hopefully you have to be in that select few that can actually get in the lounges or wants to pay the money to get in the, the lounges. Yes. So Lounge Buddy does have um, the ability to for you to buy day passes within the app. Oh, really? For certain lounges, it really depends on how exclusive they are because you know there are those lounges that really make a big thing out of it. Yeah, I think I forget how much the Air Canada lounge is. Is it twenty five bucks or fifty bucks to get in, like a one time pass? That's fifty bucks. Come on, it's up there. That's a whole meal, right? <laughs> well, which is comical because you know, is it really that great in there? Uh, you know what? It's 
yes, I've been in, in the Air Canada lounges and some other lounges. It's nice. It's kind of relaxing. Uh, they have free alcohol and limited snacks. Like it's not like you're going to get a meal in there. You might get uh, maybe some salad and some mac and cheese and Okay, so when like when you let me use your guest passes on the Air Canada lounge, yes. I feel like you've been holding out on me because they're always morning cl- flights okay, and it's I've, not appropriate to drink at that hour. <laughs> no, no. So that's the thing. But, it, you know, if you're going to pay to get these lounge passes, and I, I forget how much they are again. Yes. You know, so if you're going to pay, don't do it in the morning unless you're committing I know, and you're just going to drink at 9 a.m. Yeah, I don't even think it's avail- <laughs> like liquor's available then. But, you know, I don't like getting liquored up before I get on a plane. I know some people do, but... I, I don't want to be sick on the plane or... No, of course not. But if you have like a six-hour layover, this has happened to me, you okay. have time okay. to get a few drinks I in. I think we've gotten off track. We, this- have, <laughs> we have gotten way off track. Okay. So Lounge Buddy also gives you information like reviews about uh, hundreds of lounges around the world. Cool. That is valuable information because if you're going to pay a $50 fee to get in, you want to know that it's good in there. Yeah, I can only see this app being good for people that don't have, like, you know, the status or regular access to the lounge. Well... Because you're just going to go to the lounge anyway. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Yes, this is true. Yes. But what if you have status on multiple airlines or through your credit card? Because some credit cards give you um, multiple lounge passes. So you want to know that you're going to the good one. Yeah, but it's not like there's 12 lounges to choose from... I'm in, saying maybe there's going to be two and it's not much effort to go and check out both of them. And you're probably going to go check out both of them anyway. Right. Did you're I just, just, kill, did you're I just your blowing holes in <laughs> <laughs> travel app of the week here. Lounge buddy. <laughs> A great app for checking out the airport lounges uh, around the world. That's all the time we have left. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected, every Saturday on the Chorus Radio Network. This is Mike, Christina, and Graham signing off for the app show. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.